You are listening to the WW Phil Podcast, your guide to feel good. Phil is an everyday guy who wanted to feel good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Now let's join our host, Phil, for today's conversation about wellness and feeling good. Hey, family, it's time for another episode. Tonight's guest, a super special guest from across the pond. Yes, Rachel from London has joined us. We're going to listen to our conversation now. Enjoy. Hey, well, I'm so excited you're here. How are you? Ah, it's so great to be here, Phil. Thank you. Really exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of interesting this uh, this situation as we have changed our world. Uh, you know, being uh, a little bit more virtual and seeing each other on the screen has come more of a normal thing. And uh, so I know we tried to do this a while back, but our time frames are different. Uh, I don't know if everyone knows who you are, but you're actually in Europe, so you're in the UK, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 Cool deal. So thanks for joining. I, uh, a lot of people, uh, I think in my estimation have crossed over the pond and, and started to share with each other on Instagram and that kind of stuff. But I've been inspired by your journey for a long time. So, uh, you're also a fellow WW UK ambassador. So that that's pretty cool. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but anyway, I always like to start all of these with kind of the same uh, format. And that is kind of tell me how you came to know about WW and how you came to, to think that, man, I think WW could help me be well and that kind of stuff. So let's start from there. Yeah, sure. So I've been a member for just over two years now. Um, and it was one of those moments after Christmas, the classic, I get on the scales and I see a figure that I've not seen before. Um, and um, I just think I've got out of that. I've got too far to be able to bring myself back. Um, and I've done, I can't really remember a time where I haven't been on a diet of some sort um but i think the difference was i was trying to do things myself and um fad diets if you like um that just weren't sustainable in the long term and i think i i realized that i needed a proper program something that could really um work for me and that's when i just looked up ww um which was weight watchers at the time and i'd heard loads about it but hadn't ever sort of delved into it and i think that was just the um vibe around it it wasn't for my age or you know things like that I had those misconceptions in the beginning so I just thought give it a go um and that's when I looked it up um in that January and that's where it started really um and I haven't looked back wow that's amazing that's me so so what what were some of the things that were going on in your life back in the day that's that you said I mean obviously you said it was kind of a number on the scale you didn't like that number but what what else was going on in your life back then I think I had a really bad relationship with food. Um, I would try and restrict myself from eating certain things, um, cheese being one of them, bread being another. And the more I said, I can't eat it, the more I wanted it. And then that would lead to a, a binge, if you like, of not just one piece of toast, but 12 pieces. And it was that restriction that was making me want it more. Um, and also I didn't have any sort of relationship with exercise, even if I walked, it would get me out of breath, I'd get hot, and it, I just wasn't interested in, in any activity. So I think those two things, um, obviously quite important um, for for this, that I had no sort of in, interest in, education on, um, and as a result, my mindset, I was so unhappy, but I just kept sort of pushing it further and further away. I wasn't looking after myself. Okay, that's cool. So what... 
I'm, I'm always like to dig into kind of what what's going on in people's their in their kind of their heart and how they see themselves and that kind of stuff because I mean were, was it a period of time where you kind of can go back now and see that you had kind of neglected yourself over time whereas in if you had thought about yourself the way you think about yourself now maybe you would have not gotten to that point what what was the slide that allowed you to let yourself go until that point yeah that's that you know spot on the way i think now is totally different and i remember just so well um getting the end to the end of the year which would have been 2017 and rather than do something about it i just kept buying bigger clothes mm. and i spent so much money on buying bigger clothes and I remember vividly, um, and this is the one item that I've kept um, this whole journey, is I was in the changing room with a friend and she said, I was trying on a skirt, she said, let me get you the bigger size. And I said, no, nope, I'm not getting any bigger size. And I was squeezing myself into the skirt and um, it didn't fit. I know it didn't fit. I didn't feel comfortable in it. And I look back, I have that piece of, uh, I have that skirt now as that visual that I yeah. can see th the difference between then and now and but rather than address it at the time again I just would buy these bigger clothes and it's a sad you know sad now I've sent them given them all to the charity shop but I rather than actually address why I was getting those bigger clothes I just did it wow okay yeah. so is there was there a difference in like like what what was the difference in what you changed in your like your food like if you look at your food prior and your food now you said you talked about the restriction and that kind of stuff obviously now you can live a life without restriction it's all controlled by mindset but what what was the 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 major change in what you were eating in types of food and maybe quantity of food compared to what you eat now yeah so i think it was a mixture of both the portion sizes uh, was a massive thing in the beginning i remember doing having cereal at one stage and measuring out the portion size as ww suggest and what i was eating before was seven times the amount that they suggest so and i just thought that cereal you know so that was a real lesson around portions and like you said it it what stuck with me is that nothing is off the menu there is no restriction nothing's off limits i can eat everything i like but it's that balance and that moderation and i suppose compromise if i want to have the cheese that I love so much, that's fine. But then the rest of the day, I would have, you know, those zero point foods and, you know, I'd, I'd turn to the fruits and the veg and the protein mm. rather than, you know, more of the same of what I used to eat. So it's that kind of, yeah, that balance. I, I've learned about balance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think one thing for sure that WW does uh, with everybody is it gives you the empowerment to make the change, but also kind of creates a lot of strategy where you can do this uh, successfully by building healthy habits and then also successfully by having a very logical prefrontal cortex planned out thing that you can do. Uh, I think a lot of us come to the table with uh, uh, maybe things that hold us up because of our emotions. And if we can separate how we eat from our emotions, and that that all comes back to having a plan and being able to uh, look and assess your situation and just determine that am I hungry or am I just trying to meet a need? Because I truly believe that that every every type of behavior is sort of some sort of unmet need. So you figure out what the need is, and maybe that need is not always food. And if it's not always food, and we can fulfill that need with something other than just 
what is supposed to sustain us, sustain us, then maybe it's a phone call to a friend or like you say, learning that activity or whatever that'll actually moves your body and see if that can make that feeling go away and then fill that gap. So what what about the, the journey as you, uh, let's talk about food for a little bit more and then I wanna talk about how you started to fill the gap with activity, but like what for you was that kind of, eye-opening moment per se that that said okay this right here needs to be just a tool a food sustenance food tool for me to eat and separate that part where it says that i'm satisfying my emotions with this food because i know it was a big thing for me when i started to break that relationship it really allowed my success to really kind of ramp up and and for me there was a big period of time where i had to kind of just say food is in this this window it's very uh, regimented and I eat this at this time I eat this at this time at this this time and it was very kind of same and repetitive and what that allowed me to do is build good healthy habits in how much I needed to eat kind of bring in the how much and then I can change out the pieces if if I have seven points allotted for breakfast then I can change that out with lots of different things especially if I filter in lots of zeros and that kind of thing but so what was your strategy on on like making that change and, and kind of walking away from a little bit of the emotional side yeah, so I think there's that difference between conscious and uh, subconscious, unconscious eating, where you just grab something for the sake of it, um, mm -hmm. just because you think you're hungry, but it's that conscious choice. So when, it, when I feel like I'm hungry, and I shouldn't because I've had my meal or it's almost like snack time, I drink a lot more water now. So yeah. I then I kind of, you know, hydrate myself and then assess whether I was actually hungry or whether it was just thirst. So I'm drinking a lot more water than I ever did. Um, and I guess it's slightly different to what you said your strategy was, is that I never feel hungry now because I feel like I'm constantly eating, but I'm eating the right things. So I never get to that hunger of, oh, I'm just going to fill my boots kind of thing. I'm snacking on fruit and veg, um, eating a lot of eggs. Um, and so if I feel hungry, I've already got that pineapple chopped up in the fridge that I can go and grab rather than turning to unhealthy treats for example um so it's just that always keeping in control of what you're doing and planning far more um I guess if I go right back to the beginning I never used to really cook anything I would yeah. always grab and go so that doesn't help so it you know I've, I've had that epiphany of if you cook from scratch you you can you you know what you're eating you know how to point it and actually it's really exciting and really enjoyable cooking and finding new recipes that then you go back to um and you've got so many cookbooks and on the app there's um loads of recipes that you know you never need to be bored or um in the eat the same things over and over again you could yeah. there's so much out there so i think that's a real strategy is what can i cook next and then you fit your, your points around that Absolutely. And I think there's also an, a far reaching component of that is when you actually take the time to do that for yourself, there's like an emotional gratification of saying, man, I did this for me. And, and really, that is the groundwork for you being able to show up for yourself in a lot of different ways. Uh, you show up for yourself at the scale and you and you have a loss, but you show up yourself when you actually uh, complete your workout, you show up for yourself when you cook food, you show up for yourself when you don't talk negative to yourself and that kind of thing. Was there, has there been a shift in how you speak to Rachel when you see her in the mirror or yeah. when you see her and that kind of stuff? 
there's definitely a um uh you know more of a, an appreciation for the body now i obviously love it more because i look after it better yeah. um and it's that healthy happy feeling that you get from the fact that you've actually looked after yourself and you feel proud of that and don't get me wrong there are days where i look in the mirror and think you know you're disappointed with what you did yesterday or how you've acted over a holiday or something like that and you go back to those negative thoughts but what you have to remember is one bad day isn't going to mean a whole bad week and one bad week isn't going to take you back to the beginning you're never going to feel the way you did on day one when you made the decision to start this journey yeah absolutely absolutely so uh let's talk about this and then we'll i'm going to push keep pushing on activity because i know that's a big deal to you uh so tell me this what did it mean when you got i'm, I'm guessing it either came by an email or it came by an instagram dm when you got a little uh, message from www.uk and it said yeah. Uh, right. We didn't talk to you. Uh, what what did that mean to you? Yeah, that you know that that meant a lot because um, from the, for the first four months of my journey, I, I did everything how you know by the book, I suppose, and I was seeing those losses. And then life happened as it does, and I started gaining again. And I was very frustrated with myself. I knew how it had happened, but I got into bed that evening and I was scrolling through Instagram and I thought, hey why don't I do an Instagram to keep myself accountable? It works for all these people, they're inspiring me, I could do the same. Um, and so for three months, I genuinely did it as a way to keep responsibility of what I was doing. Um, but it was so lovely to get that message from WW saying, actually, you're now inspiring other people just the way that I had been. So it felt really great that I'd done something for me that has helped others and to get that I suppose recognition but equally it didn't it didn't change anything because I wanted to carry on that way yeah. and get more involved with the community so it was it was lovely yeah it's it's amazing and I I uh I totally am in awe in the fact that the person that I was a couple of years ago now gets to do all the things that I do uh, not because I've been given permission or nothing like that, but only because I showed up for myself for a long period of time. And now I get to be blessed by the things I get to do. It is totally a blessing for me to share these words and inspire other people and to be able to, uh, to use the knowledge that I have and that kind of stuff. And I think that's really how most ambassadors over here are mostly probably over there as well. Uh, that it's, it's just a blessing to share our story because for one, it just you just believe in it so much and you believe that when you show up for yourself that it is a natural fruit for you to be able to want to give that back to as many people as possible and help them uh because it it, it really is liberating to be able to show up for yourself and do that and when you learn that, that no one can do it for you you can be inspired to the hilt but you you have to show up and do that for yourself so uh tell me tell me how and what in what way did it walk into your life for you to become the fitness guru that you are like everyone sees all your workout videos and, and like I know there's got to be a ton of people over there that are are saying I'm doing your workouts I'm doing your workouts they're working for me and that kind of stuff so tell me about that how how does yeah, that feel for you that's a lovely feeling when people say did you work out this morning or have you got a new one you could share or I've hurt my ankle can you do can you suggest something I can do without weight bearing um and it's it's just, I think what my family and friends find so funny is that, as I said before, I would avoid exercise, like, you know, really avoid it. And I just remember one morning thinking, you know, I've got the food 
sorted. I know what I'm doing. And obviously, WW can work just with the food. Um, but it was just that that I wanted to push myself that bit further. And I guess, like you said, show up for myself and, you know, see what I can do. So it started off 15 minutes a day, um, a hit workout, high intensity. And it showed that all the excuses I used to make of, oh, I've got no time or I'm not interested were thrown out of the window because 15 minutes is not a lot of time. But what you can get out of it is fantastic. And, you know, when you, you go through it and you're building up that sweat and you're in a bit of pain because you're exerting yourself, it's nothing in comparison with when you finish and you think, good on you. Give yourself a pat on the back. I've completed it. You feel great. You feel more energetic. You you then, it has that knock-on effect of what you want to eat for the rest of the day because you feel healthier. Um, you want to fill your body with healthy things. So it, it started off from there. And then I spent, I guess, a year just going around different places in London that were, you know, doing some really cool stuff, um, boxing, cycling, rowing, dancing, um, more of those intensity, cardio and um, circuit kind of things, swimming, just trying loads of different stuff because I realized that, you know, you don't have to do the same all the time and not everything works for everyone. You've got to find what you enjoy. Um, so I really enjoyed that kind of sussing out and now I know that circuit training and weightlifting and um, high intensity is what I love and it doesn't become a chore now whereas I used to see exercise as something I should do or have to do now I look forward to it and the endorphins that I get um, and building my own workouts now to share with others is great and now I've got um, this drive I'm training to be a personal trainer and it's worlds apart from where, where I used to be um so it's it's all these healthy habits building up and you know taking me further yeah that's that's got to make you feel so proud and what you know what I love about your approach and stuff and having watched several of your videos and that kind of stuff is that that quick uh kind of get in get out mentality which is the same thing I have when you know I, I did this whole journey I, and I just started like a month and a half before you I started November the 28th 2017 and uh my first year i didn't work out at all i didn't start working out until december of 2018 uh and i you know i started at really high weight 396 and uh i had to lose 100 pounds and then i just decided when i hit that number i was going to start working out but i didn't want to jump into the gym and start doing something that wasn't sustainable so i decided i'd go to this gym and i was going to go do a trainer one time a week and then i would uh, go to the gym a couple of other times a week and three would be enough for me and I didn't want it to go to the gym for like an hour I just wanted to do 30 minutes and I was like yeah. if I do that and I consistently do that if I ever wanted to add on to it I could but if I start out with like saying I'm gonna go five times a week and then I fail three times a week well ultimately I've only gone two now and I yeah. talked myself out of going probably another one so I end up maybe only going once so if I said you know that at, perfect number for me at three and i've been really good at doing that and that that first year of changing that behavior i went 136 times to the gym so nice. it was i went from zero to 136 and and that was because i set it at a sustainable number for me to go uh that number of the year and and when i go i typically do these kind of high intensity rounds where i work i either do it two ways like one is either in kind of like boxing with three minute rounds and then 45 seconds off and then three minute round, 45 seconds off, and I do that four times, or I do 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off for nine straight minutes. And wow. I love those rounds. So like, and I've posted some videos of those and those are hard. Like you just do as many reps as you can in 20 seconds and when it dings, you just rest for 10 seconds and then move on to the next one. 
and it's so fun and it gets your heart rate going and it stays so consistent pumping and then I just ride the bike for a little bit when I'm done and I'm out of there in like 20 minutes or 25 minutes and I'm back at home at work and I can do it in the middle of the day take a little break yeah. I think I think that's a really crucial thing because it's really easy especially when you're really large or really unhealthy and your body's not ready to it or used to it like you know you pushing yourself now might look totally different than it did two years ago so you push yourself extra hard now because you've got the skill and I'm the same way. Like uh, I went back to the gym a couple of weeks ago and like, I'm still able to do, even though I haven't worked out near as much during this pandemic, I'm still working out at home and doing that kind of stuff. But yeah. I, I realize now that my minimum now is like light years ahead of where, where my maximum was two years ago. Yeah. And I feel like that, that we really do learn day by day, step by step, the same way with food how controlled you can be is that we can do hard things like well how did you know how did you come to that realization that man i can do that and that looks scary but now i'm really good at that yeah so i, I guess it's that you know like you said building up over time and um finding something that's sustainable for you so not like you said it's that goal setting you don't ever want to set something that's unrealistic you've got to start slow because all those mini milestones are just as important as the goals that you want to achieve in the end yeah. so it's like you know whilst I, I, someone said to me um before um oh I want to work out my back muscles so they look like yours and I thought that's really weird I've never looked at my back muscles I've never even thought about them but it's yeah. these things that happen whilst you're doing something that you're focused on that happen as a byproduct and then you kind of look at your whole body and think okay I couldn't do those sorts of squats before I couldn't pick up those weights I had no idea what to do in a gym you know you'd walk in you'd see everything everywhere you'd be intimidated and walk out it's that little bit of learning that you learn from number of trainers number of gyms over the time or from YouTube or from anything that you pick up and then you realize that actually over time you're building that strength so you feel more confident to try new things and in that time you know you didn't realize you had strength in your legs or your back or that you did and that can push you and especially then when you're doing your cardio high intensity things you can go push yourself harder because you've got that muscle and strength behind you but you haven't like um, explicitly looked to to do your back or something it's just it, it happens over time when you become more confident with what you're doing yeah. like you said your minimum your maximum then becomes your minimum as you go on yeah absolutely and I, I've said this too before to somebody uh, and it's kind of funny when you think about it this way um, you know when you go into the gym there's a lot of people especially WWPO that are probably intimidated and that kind of stuff and, you know, maybe you've been doing WW for six months or whatever when you decide to go to the gym. So you've got a little bit of success under your belt. Maybe you've only lost 25 pounds or whatever. And you can look and you can see somebody across the gym and comparison. Like I love the quote by uh, our former president, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, the comparison is the thief of joy. Like, you know, there's no reason to compare yourself to anyone that you don't even have to compare yourself to your, yourself. You still are yourself. You can just make yourself a better version of it. But anyway, so the, the interesting part is, and I love, I love when you kind of extrapolate this and think about it, is you see somebody who's so fit and you think about, man, they can do things that I can't do. But you, over the last six months, have lost 27 pounds. You can do something they can't do. You want to ask them how hard they're going to have to work out to lose 27 pounds? They're going to have to kill themselves. And you did it all with your mind, 
right? Yeah. So you can do hard things. I'm like, that's that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to come in and think you need to make your body look like that. You have to just come in and be who you are. And, and you know, if and like, it, you just have to empower yourself that if I can lose weight by controlling my mind and and moving my body some, I said this a long, long time ago. When I very first started the journey, this is a quote I came up with in my meeting. I said, I move some now so I can move more later. And uh, that's, yeah. So how, uh, how, how do, I always ask people that are really big on movement, like, how does it affect you when you can't? Like, if you, if you just, you know, this, this happened and this happened today and I don't get my movement in, how does that affect your day? And what kind of steps can you put in place to help you from getting off track? Yeah, so it's that emotional thing. As I said, I now look forward to it. I don't see it as, you know, I have to do it or I should do it. It's more like a, you know, something I, I like to do. So I want to fit it in. And, you know, if, if I don't, for some reason, um, I, I won't throw caution to the wind and then just eat everything in sight because it's a bad day. I will just, you know, stay, stay on track. I'll try and maybe go for a walk or move you know, within reason. Um, hey, I, I want to jump in here for just a second and take a pause and we'll hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Now a message from our partners. Hey, family, have you heard about my friend, Lindsay? Yeah, the WW Pound Dropper. You know, she is amazing. She's a wife and a mom of three amazing kiddos. And, you know, after a diagnosis of a life-threatening disease, she knew she really needed to make some changes to her approach in both food and in the kitchen cooking. So, after losing over 80 pounds on WW, which is amazing, for her, the recipe that got it all started, her zero-point plain Jane cheesecake, you know, those Greek yogurt cheesecakes, they're yummy. They are a staple of hers and mine. She now has endless recipes of all types, really, from stroganoff to chocolate no-bake cookies, from plain Jane cheesecake to sausage and cheese biscuits, and literally everything in between. The Pound Dropper Tribe is active, and they are a force. So you should join us, and if you want to, you can find Miss Lynn's at thepounddropper.com or on Instagram at www.pounddropper. Now back to our host, WW Phil. Now we're back. Yeah. So yeah. last year you broke your foot, uh, your foot, and I, I remember you, uh, you, you called it like hooting boots. It was hilarious. <laughs> hooting boot or something. Yeah, I, I, and I just tried to not let that get down, get me down because it was really easy for me to think that it was going to bring me back to the beginning and I wasn't moving as much. But you know, two things I had to remember is one. I started my journey without moving that much and it still yeah. was great just with the food. And secondly, there are other things that you can do. So I found workouts to do, you know, for my abs that I didn't have to bear weight on my foot or sit on a chair or, you know, just stretching. So there are, there are always going to be alternatives, just like, you know, as, as people, we're all individual and our preferences are different. So you've got to find what suits you that you will enjoy. So, um, yeah, it definitely affects my mind when I can't sort of break that sweat or get that movement on. But that doesn't mean the whole day is ruined. And you've got your other tools. You've got your mind. You've got your food. You can still crack on with WW. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's empowering when you get to the point where you realize that any value that you that is that you accept on WW is one that you give it. You empower it and you can take it away. 
So if if it means something to you, then you put all the gas in it. That's that's why you say you can have pizza and it's okay. And you determine that even though it's high, high points, I'm going to say I need this for today. Or you can also be the same thing and say, oh, that's a little too high points and I don't want that. But that's okay. And I, I, I always say that that's navigating safely between the, that moment where you have regret or shame and this, this little valley that you're walking through. Like, I don't want to go through this interaction and uh, walk away feeling shame because I ate too much or I ate the wrong thing. Or and I don't want to walk away from the same interaction saying that, well, now I regret that I didn't do that or, I, you know, feeling that regret and just making sure that you assign the value of that. Was that, is that an empowering moment for you to be able to, to, to live That's, that way? Yeah, massive. And uh, an example of that is um, not long ago, actually, I had an incident with some Jaffa cakes and before I knew it, I'd eaten 20, hadn't thought about it, the whole pack and the rest had had gone. I hadn't enjoyed it because I hadn't really tasted them. They'd gone in and that was that. And I felt that guilt. I felt that just, mm. oh, why did I do that? I didn't even enjoy it. But on the other side of that, you know, birthday, for example, or um, an occasion, or even some days where I'm just like, I just want to enjoy this. If I've empowered myself, to say, you're going to enjoy this today, especially when it comes to anything chocolate orange, I will enjoy it. You know, I don't feel that guilt afterwards because I've worked hard six other days of the week. I deserve yeah. to enjoy this. So it's just that empowering of your mind first, whether you're consciously choosing to enjoy something or whether you're doing it because your emotion gets over and it links back to what you were saying earlier. And then you feel that shame because you didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a... There's something about being able to assign that value and say, I never did enjoy that anyway. Like, why was I eating that? And I tell people all the time, especially new people, like, don't ever eat a bite of anything that you don't like. There's no reason to waste calories on eating something you don't like. If you don't like it, if you despise corn, don't eat corn just because it's a vegetable and zero. Don't eat zeros because you don't like them. Eat them because you enjoy them. And that way you you start to learn that healthy habit of, of, of assigning the value. And in what's the great part is that stretches way beyond food. And, and that's why I say that, you know, being overweight is a symptom of what's going on in our life. And food is something we have to have. So we might as well check the box and say, I don't need to solve my all my food problems. I have to figure out my me problems and then food will fix itself. You know, yeah. I don't have a problem with uh, whatever. You do, I mean, I hate even like saying the name of a food because it's not a food problem. It is just move this over here and let me fix this. So what do you what do you feel like now that you've kind of gone in a little while, if you were kind of circling back and saying to some newbies like, you know, obviously you have to start with food. You don't walk into this with any dreams or hopes of saying, I'm going to fix my mindset and then I'll be good. That is something you have to learn. And WW does a great job of empowering us and giving us the tools. But I say that all the time uh, that you have to find that that level below the empowerment that they give us. Obviously, you can. there's people in life that will go and they'll start with change. They have no empowerment. They're saying, I'm going to change this behavior but they don't have the empowerment. WW gives us the empowerment, and that's a good foundation for that change. But below that, I always believe, and WW would call this your why, like that connection to yourself, that that thing that says, this is why I'm doing it. What is Rachel's why? Like why, when you've learned this habit and you've drilled in and said, this is the safe thing that holds this whole thing together. What is that for you? I think um, it's, it's that going back to that nothing is off the menu um in that 
you know, I can still eat what I like. Um, it's just within moderation. And, you know, I always say, always say to people when they're starting, you should never label a food as bad and good because that, you know, if you eat what we would say, I don't know, a bad food, let's say chocolate, people Mm. would say that, you know, high in sugar, blah, blah, blah. But actually it's not with WW because you can fit that in just in the same way if you think of an apple as good well it's only as good if you don't eat 25 in a sitting so you know it's not thinking good and bad it's just what do you want and how can you fit that within your you know realm kind of thing um and it's also always you know being kind to yourself and you know not not you know compartmentalizing um food in that kind of reward you know you should be rewarded by it you need it to live but it's like a you know you want to enjoy what you eat and this is why I think WW is so great because I don't have that bad relationship with a fad unsustainable diet this is Mm. a lifestyle change now I will never my why was in the beginning to get get like healthier and and feel happier about myself but although there's always a why that I'm always thinking yes I don't want to go back to where I was so unhappy it's now a lifestyle change I'm not going to be getting off this journey anytime soon I'm not going to because I don't see it as a restrictive diet there's no need to I'm not going to get to goal and then think oh well I'm sorted now it's going to be something that I will do for life because I've got those healthy habits and that's what it is it's a healthy part not you know not that trying to berate myself or um, healthy healthy view yeah, yeah, you know, there's a there's a reason that really healthy people stay really healthy. It's because they have healthy habits. So as we build those healthy habits into our unhealthy selves, we do walk ourselves so far away from those old ways that we can say, I will never go back because I have so many things in my life now that I've changed that that doesn't even fit anymore. Like me living my life out of gas station food and convenience store food, uh, I'm not going back to that because I've changed so many habits that I recognize that if I did that two times in one day, that would be weird or odd behavior and be like, hey, I don't need to do that. You know, you don't need that. Uh, the the ability to actually say those words, you don't need that and accept that uh, is, is next level in the aspect of before I could go that and go to the gas station, go to the gas station again and never even remember that I went to the gas station. There was a period of time where I... Uh, I went and looked in kind of like the bank account where I'd done these little pay pay at the gas station things for for food, and I was like, whoa! I went to the to the gas station a lot, and that's kind of eye opening. And and uh, I still I still make stops and stuff like that, but I, I if I do, I get different things. I buy lots of fruit and I drink. I, I don't you know my personal habit is to not drink any calories and that kind of thing. So how how have you fit this kind of real time into your everyday? Like this is how we do it. How do you how do you actually approach food? Now we we haven't really necessarily talked about specific food. So how do you approach tracking and how do you approach uh, your actual habits of that kind of stuff? So I still very much um, track every day. Um, obviously there are times where you know you just don't, but on the whole I I do. Um, it keeps me in control. I like to I like seeing um, you know having that record I suppose Um, and I think on a daily basis it's good just so you can see what you're up to but on a weekly basis when you step on the scales you can reflect back on your week and if it's written down and recorded you can say ah okay that's maybe why I didn't get the loss I expected or that's why I gained and if you're honest with yourself 
you're then going to be able to reflect better. Um, and so, yeah, I do, I do keep a track and I do keep a tr like um, a, a, a track that on my Instagram, just because when I have to show up to someone else, I'm showing up for myself kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I, I genuine, generally try and, um, you know, roll over uh, points as I can for, for special occasions, just because then, you know, I can enjoy myself even more at the weekends at this point in time getting through a day in this pandemic is great if you if I haven't gone over so I don't I'm not beating myself up too much um but yeah I just try and keep that you know unless I'm um you know on a on a holiday I'm not going to be so rigid but otherwise day-to-day -day life it's just keeping track really and you know over time I've learned the points values of things I don't need to look up so much but it's still amazing sometimes when you think you know in your head no matter how many times you've tracked it before it's better to just write it down you will you know you'll forget otherwise yeah. so i think that's something i will just continue to do um, yeah absolutely and i i, I think uh, one thing that the tracking will always do and and why it is a sustainable behavior is because it, it keeps us from having to have that moment where you are negotiating with yourself on wait i ate that earlier but i didn't track it if i don't track it i still have the points now i can track this so like it's that ongoing conversation of like what did you know did i really eat that much or maybe i only ate this many smart books like i know if i'm having these conversations with myself then there's a lot of people that are having those conversations and you're trying to do this fictitious math problem in your head to make it work and and i think for one the system in an overall sense has way more tolerance and grace for us to be able to still lose weight and stay sustainable uh that's why we have this huge healthy eating zone of negative over here under and over plus eight i mean like there's such a wide range right there that you can land in you know six out of seven days and continually lose weight uh because the human body is really resilient we don't it doesn't naturally shut itself down because we have one bad meal nor is it perfectly in tune because you ate seven great meals uh you know we have to we have to do the, the behavior for the long term so are there specific like uh foods that you just have to have i mean are you a, an egg connoisseur or are there other things that for you are like a, your staple yeah I, I don't go a day without eating eggs um, yeah. in some shape or form um i i just love i love them boiled eggs poached eggs in an omelet frittata um obviously in a cake as well but i try and um yeah use them either for breakfast or as a snack so that's re really helpful and like i said I've, I've i've got this new relationship with fruit and veg there are so many fruits that i never used to even think about um yeah. especially like pineapple mango that taste so great but i just didn't factor them in and now it's actually a, like feels enjoyable to eat those and it's almost like I've, I always think of it as you're you know you're eating goodness and you know say I've come back from I don't know one time I remember coming back from a festival where it's very difficult to find totally healthy things you can get healthier choices but you know coming back and having a plate of veg was just such a, a dream because you know you feel that you're eating that that goodness so yeah. i definitely definitely at least five fruit and veg a day is really important to me um and yeah but i but then on the other hand i always make sure i eat something that i really really enjoy whether that be you know a ww snack and um, the sweet or savory i love so many of them and they really really help but 
you know, I can still have my chocolate orange or my mini eggs. It's just a little bit here and there, but you get that taste of what people would still say is real chocolate. And, you know, I don't tire of telling people that they can still have their Cadbury's or, you know, whatever the brands are, wherever in the world, you can have that real chocolate. You don't have to, you know, refrain. It's just the smaller amount of it. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the funny thing is, is when you really start digging into somebody's mindset, uh, then you can you can quickly get to the point to where um, you can say yes, you can have that, you have it, and then you make it work in your day, and you go through a whole day and you need extra zeros and that kind of stuff. So you have accomplished this whole day, and you know the sweet spot is calling it a blue dot uh, on there. If you get that, you get your your kind of reward, your visual yeah. reward uh, for your day. So if you're able to do that then then what the next step is for you to then be able to assess of whether or not that sacrifice was worth it you yeah. know and you're like well i actually did that and the egg was good but man i kind of had to like do a lot of work to do that so then you're actually putting the the value into yourself of whether or not that thing that we gave all the power to is worth it and i feel like that you know if 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 you really feel like eating a cadbury egg 7 days a week is worth it then you can make that work but yeah. I also feel like that after a while you're gonna you're gonna devalue that thing that we put up on a pedestal, and and that's that's one you know healthy thing that I feel like WW has been able to help me do is to bring things down back into a reasonable uh, value. There are there are so many great things that are not unhealthy that are really really good, and I can put that value in those, uh, and there are still always going to be those things. Uh, that that are probably a little more higher in points. That occasionally we want those, but I have I've so found now that my my long running healthy habits really really have to move the needle big time for me to, to want to give up and say I'm going to eat unhealthy because of that because it's just it just is not worth it you know yeah. and and living in that moment and being happy with that choice is not yeah. going and saying well. I have to live on restriction. It is not restriction if you set that value. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the difference if I look back is that, you know, um, say a packet of mini eggs, I would happily devour that, you know, every day. Now it's one small egg out of that packet. That packet can last me two weeks. So mm. it's enjoying it in moderation. And that means I look forward to it rather than, like you said, if I was to eat that whole packet every day, it wouldn't be enjoyable anymore. It would just yeah. be a thing I do. So it's that always thinking about the values of things. WW make it so easy. Everything that you eat or drink has a value. So you yeah. decide which one you want. Do you want that gin on a on a Saturday night or do you want the chocolate? Like make the decision, yeah. whichever works for you. If you then decide, actually, I'm just going to have fruit instead, those points can roll over to another day. So yeah. it's, it's, it's making those decisions at different times of day, different days of the week. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's totally empowering for you to be able to to actually kind of get off of the couch of your mind and actually be engaged and bring those things back to the forefront and do the mental assessment. And when you do that, then you are uh, the side product of that is you are taking the power back from things that we put up on a pedestal, things in our life 
uh, and a lot of those can be situations, they can be relationships, they can be anything that you can name that would drive you away from a healthy habit. But when you empower it, then you're diffusing all those situations that cause us to slowly become, slowly become even more and more unhealthy. And it brings us back into that place. So I want to jump and kind of uh, say, what has it meant for you over the last like six months? Now, I know that the world was not planning on giving you a pandemic, but you became a daggum WW coach and then the world changed. But and you went through all this training, what did it mean for you to say, hey, uh, I wanna apply and be an employee of this great company and, and share my story a little bit, but also learn how to teach people to find this this thing within themselves? Yeah, so I guess it was, um, it, again, on, on the same lines as when I started doing the Instagram account was that, you know, I was inspired by a number of coaches. I didn't go to the same, um, workshop every week because of my my work made meant, meant I was all over the place so that was a great thing that I could dip and go when it suited me and that's that's the great flexibility again um so I met all these coaches and I thought gosh I'd love to give something back um in the same way that I've been supported by them so it was just kind of you know thinking okay I want to do this I want to support these people and I suppose you know for over a year I was essentially coaching and supporting people on online on, on mm. Instagram and I would give the give the time when people ask me questions about where to start and what to do and what do I think and so I thought actually I'd love to do that in real life um so yeah then went through a few months of training um and just loved all of it because I'd learned a lot of it myself so when they were talking about things it wasn't just learning what the the, the um, trainers were saying it was more like oh yeah I remember doing that myself so you can really relate to it so mm -hmm. that then means that you can give a genuine um, experience to your member because you have been on the journey you're still on the journey yeah. um, just like they are so it was it, I, I, I do really love it and despite the fact I only managed to do three real physical workshops before um, everything shut down it's been so great having the virtual ones seeing all these smiling faces on the screen people coming in just to see how others are and you've still got that online community um it's great and and what i love about it is although people aren't having their wellness check-in and you know some people may just come for that so they they've dropped off for now the people that do come to the virtual workshops are talking all about non-scale victories being able to fit into clothes they didn't before or um you know finding clothes that they used to fit into that are now too big and it's it's those visuals that they're coming up with and i love hearing them and i think at a time when you can't get on the ww scales in a workshop the fact that people are showing up and talking about other things is fantastic because it shows that really really is important that it's not just the figure on the scale that measures your success yeah, absolutely. And what's the interesting part about, um, you know, being successful on WW um, and then, you know, a lot of people say, well, you should become a coach or whatever, you know, you've, you've kind of got this figured out and then you do it and then you realize that being a coach has really very little about me. It is very, very much about me being able to help you dig and find that spot within you. And it, it really, being a coach has really helped me uh, open up my own self to do a lot more self-discovery and figure out how I did this myself. But 
in a way that I can draw it out of them without just, just spitting out a bunch of information and stuff. Because if information was the key, then you could just get on YouTube and finish your, your, your study and you'd be done. But no, it is about self-discovery. Uh, along the way, we all kind of do that on ourselves and we do it in, in the meeting room. We do it in virtual rooms now. Uh, we do it with Instagram people and that kind of stuff. That self-discovery, opening up and unlocking that part of ourselves is so, so critical for people to have success because uh, like I said earlier, like being overweight is a symptom of what's going on. And when you start to dig into connecting those emotions of our one side of our brain and, and the logic and memories of another side of brain, that integration brings us back to a healthy place to one where we're able to reconcile that we had a misplace or a misstep in our past. We're going to fix that with healthy habits and we're going to go forward and we're not going to hold that against us and we're going to live strong in the future. So how, how do you project as you go forward like what's the next step for you and 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 what does it mean like I always kind of curious about as people learn to like tell their story especially on Instagram it's really easy to hit the story button whatever's going on in your life it could be a, a minute micro moment or you could do a post that is very like this last six months has been this in me you know could do you could do larger yeah. scale that kind of stuff what does it meant for you to be able to tell your story kind of online and 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 that kind of stuff. And then after that, I kind of really want to know is, has that brought you joy? And where along the way did, as that joy kind of came back into your life, did you realize that 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 goal of whatever it was, was not the end nor the beginning of that joy? That joy had to carry us through. I feel like it's really, really crucial for people to understand that even though they might not be able to see the finish line, the, the, the goals that they have for themselves may be so far ahead that you have to find something that brings you happiness and joy to keep your life moving forward. What, what was that for you? Oh, good question. Um, so I think, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said going to the scales on a weekly basis and seeing a loss wasn't a, a big joy because you know that then what you're doing is um, working and you're seeing that figure go down, which is ultimately where you wanted to be when you started out on this journey. But I think I underestimated at the beginning the other things that would happen along the way. So, like I said, um, the physical things going going um, down in dress sizes, um, feeling like I could go up flights of stairs without getting out of breath, feeling yeah. more confident in myself to, um, you know, put, put myself forward for things. So being a coach or getting a new job or things that I wouldn't have usually done because I, I, I wasn't happy with myself. So the, the biggest joy, I suppose, is having that happiness that has come from the healthier that I've, the healthier I've got has made me happier. And it's not just about, um, you know, what I, how I feel I look or, or it's more just about, um, is my mindset has totally changed because my relationship with food has totally changed. I'm so much of a, you know, it's much, it's much healthier. It's, and I think all of that is, is brings me joy. And as a reflection, then on other people, the way I behave with other people, the way I treat myself is much better. And mm. I think I used to just speak to myself really horribly and I would never speak to my friends like that. So you need to remember to speak to yourself like you would speak to someone else because, you know, you don't deserve that. Um, yeah. So I think the joy has from almost like refinding myself and I feel so much happier going into my 30s than I did going into my 20s because I've almost like 
done a, done myself a real favor in becoming healthier and happier as a result and I think that can then reflect on other people and you can then help others really and you know you know like you said people have to work it out for themselves no one can tell them but if you can give them a story that can inspire them to start their day one then that's great yeah absolutely absolutely and and it's so cool that as, as you walk out this this journey every day you realize that I'm further from where I used to be and where I didn't like it than I than I ever thought I could be. So so almost like every every day is a is day one. You know, you don't have to say that, well, it's taken me this many days to get here because you've you've given yourself that grace of the past and saying, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do this. And it is a sustainable life. And the fact that you you never you never have to have the thought process that well i'm successful because i ate lots of greens and lots of eggs and i didn't eat pizza or i didn't eat lots of pasta that's not, that's not a key to the success you never have to say those words there's no uh there's no limits and there's no restrictions it's just healthy living and, and healthy choices and and it's so fun that after a while like uh, i don't know if you're like me at all but like i've done like these mindset things where i try to like really stretch myself and see what what I can do and what I can accomplish and how strong my will is and that kind of thing. And not, not because I want to be proud or show, you know, like selfish things and that kind of stuff. I want to say, if I can do this, then I know I can do mentally hard things. Then that has empowered me for those moments when I'm doing a physical hard thing, when I'm trying to uh, do my 20,000 pound press. And, I, and, that, and what I'm talking about is like, I'll go in into the gym and my goal is in any way to move 20,000 pounds. How fast can I move 20,000 pounds? And that, you know, you can divide that out. That is like 200, 100 pound reps or whatever, you know, like I want to move 20,000 pounds. And so I do lots of 25, 25 pound curls in each hand. So that's 50, 100, 150, yeah. 200, you know, so like I, it's a fun little game that I play with myself. Yeah. Two years ago, I would have never done that. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I, I also realized that two years ago, I would have, I would have said that I will kill you if you tell me I can't have pizza. So that kind of thing, it, it, it was, it was something that was, it meant something to me. So I, I'm always just curious of like, as, as you've gone in this, like, what are some of the things, some, maybe some of the misconceptions that WW has allowed you to like, it's like, I had a, I had a poor idea of what this is. It's actually this, what, what is, is there some of that for you? Yeah, I think um, misconception is you have to be a certain size to, to be on WW, like you have to be a certain size or an age to start. You, you do it for yourself. So whatever your starting size is personal to you and, you know, you can start your journey wherever. If you just need that kind of guidance and support along the way, then WW is the way to do it. So you don't have to be a certain person to start in the first place. And I, I, I did have that misconception. I also thought that um, it would be a diet. Mm. Um, but as I said before, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change and you've got to yeah. just go, go with that and you'll learn that very quickly. Um, and I, you know, we've talked about the fact that I thought I wouldn't be able to eat my favorite things anymore because they wouldn't be good. For this diet but actually it's a lifestyle change where you can eat what you want within these boundaries um and it, you know it's just given me so many um 
it's the state the sustainability is is the key i think you know and that was that was that clear, clear very on that if you put your time and effort into it you will reap the rewards that are sustainable for for the long term yeah so um it's that back to that day one one day thing i always think you know years ago i would have always said i'll start on monday i'll start next month i'll start next year so it was always that oh one day i'll start one day i'll address my unhealthiness whereas now it's one it's you know i decided my day one and like you said they may happen all the time you're going to have those refreshes you're going to start again because that is this that is life life will happen and then you will refresh and have that day one but it's your control that you're you're thinking right today is a new day every day when you wake up you yeah. you start with a clean slate whatever happened yesterday doesn't dictate today so you start that that day again and i love that because then you you can have those weekends off where you just enjoy yourself and then you go for it again but because you've already been on the journey you've picked up those healthy habits it's easy to start again and just you know new slate new start and you get that renewed momentum and motivation to go yeah absolutely and it's it's interesting um even from a place of success you can still have those thoughts where like oh man i just don't feel it today or maybe you look at yourself in a certain way uh i know for me one of the big kind of triggers is i used to work i used to be real big and i used to work in the funeral home industry and i had to wear a suit to work every day you dress up nice to attend people's funerals uh so anytime i have to actually put on a suit and coat i always feel like it's so like tight and it's on me and it never fits right even if it technically is like measured out to fit right it just doesn't feel right and but anyway today i put on my suit coat and i took a picture and i posted my picture for my post this morning and i didn't even have those thoughts at all that thought did not cross my mind at all the suit fit fine uh and i think that there are days when we just don't feel it and there's going to be days when you do feel it and that that's really attached to so many different things that aren't a number on a scale they aren't the the contents of a plate they aren't the how many times you've been to the gym that week it's really about that that whole sustainable thing of like this is how i care for myself and that when it's all together it will never fail you can always pick one apart like the scale's not moving but i'm eating right I'm eating right, but the scale is, I'm losing, what's going on? Or I'm eating bad and I'm, the scale's gaining, you know, and I'm not working out or I'm working out too much. All the things, those moving parts, but when it all goes together, it really becomes this well-rounded, sustainable thing that really, for me, the word that I always love is it just gives you a great perspective of everything. It's like you're being able to live life from the top and, and see and assess rather than live life where you're trying to dig up and it's hard to, you know, climb all the time. When you live in a great area of perspective uh when you're healthy top to bottom not living too low not living too high like kind of that that balance kind of mentality uh it really helps it really helps and i think a lot of that is the mental work we have to do and when we start to do that it it, it allows us to reel back in and then activity makes sense even though you might not be in love with activity and eating right makes sense even though you love to eat a little more or you like to eat different like it just makes sense to like reel that stuff in so I, yeah. uh, I always like to end this uh, with any questions that you might have for me. What would you like to ask WW Phil? Well, WW Phil, I think if you could sum up um, your WW journey in one word, what would it be? Hmm. I would say purpose. 
Um, and that that one word is I feel like that I, I've had a really, really blessed life. I've had I have great parents, friends, family, wife, all the things uh, I, I, I put myself on the sideline for a long time because of the way I thought about myself and the way I perceived myself, my ability, my voice, my uh, the my purpose. And so when when I began to find that purpose in in what I was intended to do and use that for good then everything else in life started to make sense. Some of it started to happen quickly, some of it was slowly, but as that kind of really started to round out, then I realized that I just need to be me and that was enough. I don't have to be some fake version of me. I'm not an internet version of me. If you meet me in real life, I'm the exact same person and that is enough. So I, I don't have to try to grow some massive number of followers or I don't have to you know start a, a business. I just get to be me and that is enough. And then, then, then everything else from work, from family to WW to lifestyle will all just fall into its natural place. And I think that allows, that has allowed me to not try so hard to like just to let let it just happen a little bit more uh, naturally, and in that aspect, it is it is it's peaceful, and I I feel like that I uh, I did a lot of comparison uh, with my life to other people, even good people, good friends and family members and that kind of stuff, and and that, and when you have your own purpose, you don't have to you don't have to draw your authenticity from anyone else. It's yours, and you get to do that and be who you're intended to be, and that's that's one thing that WW really really does. It allows you to to dig deep and find, and I know like for us over here in the United States, with Oprah being our big ambassador and you know watching her all these years, like you know one of her main things is always just helping people find that inner spark that when you turn that on, it lights up who you are, and that's all we need to be. We don't we don't have to try to exceed that. Just be who we are. Yeah, I love that. Really, it really resonates. So um, yeah. yeah, great. Thanks, Phil. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on with me. This has been such a blessing and uh, I'm inspired by you so greatly. And I will I will send as many people your way as I can when I tell them to follow you. Uh, I, I, lo I love your Instagram name. Uh, if you want to tell us real quick, where did Healthy Hoots come from? That, well, it started as Weight Watchers Hoots back in back before the rebrand. And it's more it was more about my mantra was that, you know, I'm finding this healthy balance of activity food but having a hoot enjoying myself along the way oh so like that's like a hoot for y'all is like going out having a party yes like having fun having a hoot yeah. like enjoying yourself so it's really important to me that this would fit in with my lifestyle and my sociable lifestyle so yeah trying to be a healthy hoot <laughs> awesome well well thank you for uh for coming on with me and it's uh, it's been a blessing to have you and you are uh, an amazing ambassador and a representation of ww so thank you so much you. hey family what a great interview rachel is such an inspiration if you want to follow her you can find her on the gram at healthy hoops thank you for listening we'll see you next time thank you for listening to the ww phil podcast your guide to feel good this podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with ww or any other brand all statements and opinions on this show are those of Phil alone. Those who follow the WW program can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Phil has lost weight on a prior program and continues to use WW.